0: What up? What up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall with my guys, Mike Gillery, Robbie Fauci. What's going? What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing?
1: Yo, man, doing good out here. Just now have to watch baseball. I mean, but other than that, congrats to uh, to the Lakers. So I'm doing pretty good.
0: I still. Robbie's still on a on a high.
2: I'm assuming. I am high as hell. <laughs> On the Lakers' victory. (laughs) Lakers' victory. Um, Yeah, man. I mean, it's funny how, like, I'm just a jaded old person because, like, I got really sick of every Laker post within a day. Because I posted some yesterday and I was like, okay, we've had our fun on social media. Now let it go to sleep. (laughs) That's kind of the way (laughs) I feel about it. And I'm like the happiest person about it. But I'm also like, kind of like, I don't know. Like, I feel robbed because I didn't get to see the Laker Blazer series in person. I would have definitely gone out to LA. If even just to watch at like a bar, the finals, I would have so loved to been around Staples on Sunday night and yeah. have people. Yeah, sure. I watched it at home alone. So I like, to <laughs> myself. Um, but like, it's, it's just not the same at all. Like, if I, if this wasn't COVID, it would have been you know, like 10 people over in a good time. Now it's just like many things in my life, myself in a good time.
1: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> So,
0: uh, I, I have a, I have a challenge for you, Robbie. And, uh, I'm not even sure if this is possible, but every time the Lakers win, you post that same gif, right? And Correct. I know it's, I know it's technically gif, but I believe strongly in gif. Uh, gif is for peanut butter but <laughs> every time you post that gif i think damn robbie should
2: just interview that guy find that guy and interview that's that
1: what guy. I said.
2: <laughs> have you seen his chain he didn't have time for me <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey somebody's got to know how to get in touch with him and just purely based on the number of times you've posted that he, he should give you a little bit of time, even if it's a short interview. Yeah. I feel like I feel like he'd be down.
2: Can I can I put a wanted sign out? Like, have you seen this man like in terms of this? But man, it's funny because I now have other friends that do that and I see other people post it. And I don't want to say I'm the originator of it, but I'm 100 percent the originator of doing that. So, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it
0: is it's I mean it's it's one of the best if not the best right like the only other one that comes to mind is is that stupid sunglasses one right oh yeah but you know it's not the same it's, it's not dude, a
2: victory thing right if you've ever seen the video where it's this guy talking about um uh what's the it's like a sex island uh, what <laughs> oh man never mind I can't even think about it.
1: <laughs> we need context.
2: Yeah, right? No, there's no context. Just <laughs> video of a guy with a suck island. Um, oh my God, it's on the tip of my tongue and I cannot remember it. But he's super creepy and he has a long tongue and he's wearing a man thong. And it's just, it's high quality fun. I'll define it for you guys. I mean, it sounds fun.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> he said high quality fun, no. Like, yeah, not just fun, high but high quality. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's definitely not lowbrow humor. It's definitely highbrow. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh,
0: man. So, uh, we're going to get a little bit more into the Lakers uh, victory and LeBron adding another ring to the uh, ever growing list of accomplishments. But let's start out with what did you guys rock? What are you guys looking at copping this week?
1: Yo, so what did I rock? I actually have been wearing my Jordan Delta SBs. Uh, over the past day or two and I still stand by, that's the most comfortable um, lifestyle Jordan ever made. So do yourself a favor and actually put them on. Um, when I'm looking to cop, I literally had to stop myself. I'm I, I, I trying not to make any purchases right now. I literally had to stop myself from buying the Eric Emanuel questions because I found them on uh, extra butter in my size. But I had to say no. I had I had to hold off for a minute.
0: That's uh,
1: you're a better man than I am. I know I was sweating. I'm like, Ooh, should I do it? No, no. I did cop a couple of comic books, though. So I've gotten back into that pretty heavy. But that's an investment. <laughs> <laughs> you're quite galleon. <laughs> your efforts. You. What you get, Robbie? Anything? What you, what you rocking? What you what you got in, in UPS coming? So,
2: when it comes to rocking, it's still just been, oh, I've been wearing just like the 25th anniversary questions and the Chicago All-Star Jordan 3s nonstop. Mm-hmm. I keep them by the door. Um, those are just two shoes people need to wear more. I feel like we're very jaded in the sneaker world where it's like, Oh, uh, everybody can get that Jordan three. It's dumb. Everybody can get that Reebok. It's dumb. I'm like, well, everybody should get that because it's comfortable and they look good. So it's just like, I don't like how we use numbers or number of units to decide if something's cool or not. Like 15 year old Robbie is super stoked to have the red toe and a freaking red Jordan three. Are you kidding me? Like, that's just like a thing of dreams and coloring books of every child who likes sneakers. So like it drives me nuts how people don't wear that shoe more. It's like all facts. It's awesome. Just wear it. Um, that's my petition is wear the Jordan three Chicago because you're not too good for it. Don't play yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, when it comes to rocking, I mean, co- pardon me, copping. I'm actually looking forward to the Diodora Volo, not to be confused with the Volvo. Um, but well, there's still a sweet ride,
1: Bam! <laughs> not a <as> safe though, <laughs> not a safe,
2: that was organic off the top, <laughs> little Wayne 05 <O5> type, <laughs> um, but no, I actually am really excited for it because I run in my Mythos 5 pretty regularly and it's, it's an extremely comfortable running shoe, man. I mean, Deodora is just like one of those brands that doesn't get enough recognition, And they've been around for forever. Shout out and subtle plug towards that interview episode we did with Amir from Diodora a couple months back. It's a great listen. But um, releases this Thursday um, at boutique stores only. And when I say boutique, I mean specialty running. So we're pretty big here about supporting your local mom and pop shops, your local small chain retailers. You know, I'm talking like five locations, stuff like that. If you can support the places that don't have the huge backings, please support your local shoe retailers. So pick up a pair of Diodora Volos this Thursday at your local, like Fleet Feet, stuff like that. Um, Yeah, check out your local running stores.
0: Well said, well said. Um, So I actually threw on some... uh, some SB's today the the old uh i don't know what it's actually called but it's basically like the Nike Mag Dunk i, I guess it's just like the Nike Mag Dunk right
1: with the the low yeah, From, like the gray oh, with the white yeah five or six years ago yeah
0: uh, i hadn't worn anything other than like beaters at the front door for the last week or so so i just decided to put something on and I literally only went outside once, which is kind of disappointing, but you know, it is what it is. 2020, right?
1: So, right. You know, you want them. That's all that matters. Yeah. The <laughs> worst part is I didn't
0: even post a picture. I should actually post them to discord cause I didn't, I haven't posted in there for a couple of days, but um, yeah. And then uh, as far as what I want to man cop and stuff, there's actually a lot of cool stuff that I just saw like pop up this week. Um, I think number one on the list for me, is the Anderson Pac Vans? Uh, both both the colorways that I saw look pretty dope. I think he's a super dope artist. I love to yeah. like just support him. Yeah, um, and then uh, I can't not mention Infrared Air Max Nineties. It's one of oh. my favorite shoes of all time. So I'm definitely going to need some assistance in getting a pair of those if they are any sort of limited.
2: I don't think so because I, ho- I hope not. All the other Nineties have been sitting right the chlorine yeah or whatever you want to call them um the laser blue i believe is the technical term yeah those are still available so i hope people keep that energy because i also need that shoe like if if i didn't have a lung and i needed a lung or the air max 90 infrared it would it'd be tough it'd be a tough call
1: well, I mean, you get the lung, then you go get the Air Max 90 two days later when they are still sitting on shelves, hopefully. <laughs> uh, or, I bet, or I'm happy wearing the Air Max <laughs> one of the
0: two. <laughs> um, and then I'm just going to throw it out there. Maybe we should start doing this every week, but the absolutely not cop for me this week. Did you guys see the Margella Reebok Pump Furies? What no. in the world are mm-hmm. any uh, like what? How, how, I, I don't even know what to say. So, oh my god! You see? Let me see. Let me see. It's basically like a like a oh! Doc a Doc Martin wrapped with a Pump Fury. And I saw the
1: OG colorway of this one, the citrone Citron and Red. I didn't uh, know they were real. I thought someone just was kind of being funny.
0: Yeah, eleven $1, hundred and fifty dollars. So uh, oh. hard hard pass, as our friend Jacques Slade would say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you know what? I was going to get these for you for your birthday. So guess the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is now. <laughs> oh, man,
0: so bad. So bad.
2: Man, I, I mean, if you're going to do that, I have to shout out one shoe that I also saw. That's just like an absolute. No. Um, it's the Jordan six singles day. That's going to release next year. If this is the real, um, photo of it, pardon me, comes out this year in November. Um, I don't know why they haven't learned their lesson to does not fuck with the jordan six with materials and it is like i think of what was it sneaker politics like mm-hmm. the, the with like the, the pony hair jordan six right. what was the shoe It
1: have the jordan six social status uh for yeah.
2: all-star yeah man learn your lesson like that was a collab on all-star weekend and no one bought it like straight up why are you trying to do this to people So (laughs) go go look at the Jordan six singles day and let me know what you think. But it's just like the Jordan three, like it's, it's elegant. It's, I know it's very like heavy with the line work, but it's still a very elegant shoe. And when you put weird prints in it, it's just like, why are you putting a bumper sticker on a Benz? Like, (laughs) so I think this kind of colorway design style,
0: whatever you want to call it, should left should just be left to the customizers, right? Like mm-hmm. this shoe looks like. I mean, I get that it's a different material, but it should. This looks like something that HezKicks would create, right? Like let let the the people that are out there getting creative with it actually like do this, right? This is like a hydro dipped Jordan Six. If it's done as a like one off or a very small run by some customizer, I think that's super dope that they're trying to do some cool stuff. I'm. It's not for me, but like you know to see. Like Robbie said, Jordan Brand coming back to a formula that just doesn't seem to work. Not even just on the six, right? Like singles day on the fours a, a year or two ago were pretty rough, right?
1: Was that and the one with the like the tattoo color or whatever it was? Yeah, and yeah. I don't. I guess
0: like maybe it's just me being old, but like <laughs> seeing anything that's like super crazy on a shoe from you know the nineties or, or late eighties just doesn't seem to make sense, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: Yeah. So, well, I'm right there with you. I got one I, that can, uh, that can stay in the warehouse and never see the light of day. And I'm, it's another uh, Margiela Margiela. Clearly I, I, I can't afford those shoes. I can't say it right, uh, <laughs> but it's there. What was this thing called? The DD stick leather, mid high, and it's $950, and it looks like a Jordan 4. Even has a yellow cracked midsole. Um, I'm going to just say, nah, I don't want to shoot the, the. The midsole's actually falling apart for $1,000, and it takes the look of a uh, Fire Red 4. So I'm going to be like, nah, they can just keep that. It doesn't take Man. the look, it takes the droppings of the Jordan 4.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's terrible. So like Jordan brand keeps trying stuff like this and people keep trying to like honestly rip off Jordan brand looks (laughs) in the designer realm. And it's just, I want to give a moment to this give Adidas some props because I think stuff like the ZX flux from like, you know, five years ago, they had like every crazy design you could put on it. They've released like Oswego's with crazy stuff on them. They, they try, but they try something different almost every time. Doesn't always hit, but like all right, let's do something crazy, and then they release it, but it's like different enough every time to where if you want to like kind of carry a motif over, you gotta change it up, and I feel like they do a good job of making year to year their stuff of a of a similar vein look different, so
0: for sure i, yeah. I would agree with you there, definitely
2: yeah. so a no second bet.
0: So, All right, So before we get into uh, the rest of the episode, we got we're still we're still catching up on these reviews from uh, from our uh, M&M's debate, the great M&M debate of 2020. If you go back, uh, what is it like, I guess it's a, almost a month exactly now uh, we had the debate, but somehow that's how we got it. And now baby daddy Nate has given us a five star review, <laughs> says a great sneaker slash ice cream podcast. Uh thanks baby daddy Nate. Just to be clear, we are still a sneaker podcast, but you know, we'll talk about ice cream. I don't know, you guys maybe we we'll, maybe we'll get into some some other food topics today. Wait, uh, audio we were talking
1: about ice cream. I don't remember. <laughs> you it's because I it's cuz
0: cuz I shouted out the it's it ice cream sandwich things, right?
1: Uh, oh yeah. I remember. Uh
0: says Robbie Nick and Mike all give a uh, great entry into the sneaker world that we all love as a younger sneaker head parentheses 22. I started with the uh, Nike dunk low, he wear and the knowledge of Jordan Nike and other sneaker brands helps create the whole picture of what sneakers did in the eighties to present day. Great podcast and great hosts. Also peanut M and M's are best by far. <laughs> a lot of votes for the peanut MMs. So, um, appreciate you baby daddy, Nate for, uh, hooking us up with a review. If you do have a minute, head over to iTunes, Apple podcasts, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, let us know what you think of the podcast. Give us some feedback, good, bad, indifferent, just helps us expand our audience and reach more people. And if you're, uh, interested, I'm sure we'll bring it up again on this episode, but discord is popping. Just join our Patreon at patreon.com slash sneaker history. And then you'll get access to the discord and, um, had some pretty good conversations in there over the past few weeks, so definitely highly suggested.
1: Yeah, and send Robbie your address if you want this candy. Like, I've never seen anybody want to give away candy so bad. Help, let this man help you. Help him help you.
0: Yeah, you know, for real. Just really DM, DM Robbie on Instagram with your review. Just screenshot re- your review and tag him on an Instagram post or something.
2: So just to like hammer home how much we appreciate our discord people i just want to say thanks to like barry rico moose juice jazz trumpet Platt, gregatron everybody else honestly these are the the last people i've spoken to so they're on the top of the list but like there's so many good people there who is want to have honest conversations around shoes so i won't say i won't call you daddy but, uh, Nate, if you want to have more conversation, just jump on in, man. It's a good time. Yes, sir.
0: For sure. For sure. All right. So you guys you guys want to just jump right in or should we talk about a couple of news things? I think Robbie's ready with the hot takes,
2: right? <laughs> I mean, just because I had to just, like, stop logging into Sneaker History and reading all the hate comments. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stop looking. But for a little bit, I tried to, like, argue back. And then I was just like, this is just dumb. But um, before we jump all the way into that, there's two little baby topics. One of them segues into LeBron. But there's this two of them I kind of want to bring up. Um, the first one being the fact that Converse keeps doing really, really cool, like boot-like fall releases. Like, I don't know if anybody else saw the Gore-Tex stuff that's coming out. Um, Not the Cole wall. Club, huh? no, so it looks like that, but uh-huh. it's five different takes on like the one star and you know various Converse models. Hmm. But it's like they keep doing stuff like that where it really kind of fits. I feel like Converse is obviously worn by everybody, but it's just it's great when you can have utility with your chucks. So, yeah, it is all star, um, in a whole bunch of different variants. And just, like, having Gore-Tex on a pair of Chucks, I think, really can set off a winter look. I'm not even being plugged by Converse on that. I just saw them, <laughs> and I was like, huh, that's, like, the fourth really good, like, utility-looking Converse I've seen. So, do you guys have any love for Converse utility boots?
1: <laughs> I mean, hey, if, if they, they look right, I haven't seen them. So, if they, they look right and they serve a purpose, I ain't mad at them because, you know, it may not get super cold, in texas all the time for winter but it does get like crappy weather so uh if they work and look good i'm i'm, I'm about it
0: yeah man i actually like the uh what what's the uh the converse like boot collab that's that i keep seeing pop up yeah that's a cold wall is it a cold yeah. yeah those yeah. look pretty good
1: let me see here let's see somebody's like a, it's
0: got like little chunky uh chunky heel you know see this one like they did like a velcro strap across them or something too on one oh, of them insane. yeah
2: yeah they look pretty good i, I mean didn't I'm, give I'm you guys the photos i mean one of them kind of looks like that which isn't a look everybody can rock let's be honest myself included that's not my kind <laughs> of these but i mean three of the, three of the five of these i could see myself rocking like regularly when it's raining out oh yeah for sure yeah it's these dope. are
1: these are dope which one is it? Looks like the looks like the one they played, uh, the one they're playing ball in right now. Uh, um, this one is the, the Bozy MC, whatever this one is. Looks, it looks like the one their their performance model. And it, this one looks really dope.
2: So if you're looking, I, I brought this up because it was raining today and I was trying to move some stuff. So it's like, huh, I should have probably not wore some free runs if I did this. But um, uh. these chucks are just fire. Um and and then the second thing, it's a model we've never spoken about, and I purposely never really speak about them because they don't have a part in my life. But the LeBron soldier line is on the 14th model. Isn't that crazy? Like we think about like how much LeBron like rocks, especially now as NBA champion, you know, again. Um but that was a humble brag. Uh, so it's just like <laughs> about the power of Jordan and, you know, his mystique and everything, but I think it's safe to say that for as popular as MJ is, a lot of people don't buy his secondary lines. Like a lot, a lot of people don't buy them. Like if you have a choice of a performance basketball shoe, are you really going to go to like what Jimmy Butler's wearing? Like a, a, a diamond, like a diamond basketball shoe. I don't think so. But the soldier line gets worn by everybody on every level, and it's 14 deep now. Like, it sneaks up on you just how many shoes LeBron has had. But it's crazy. And he doesn't even have his own dedicated, quote-unquote, brand, like Jordan brand. But he has not even counting witnesses and ambassadors and low tops and post-seasons and, you know, NXTs. But just like his secondary line has 14 models. That's crazy to me.
1: Dang, that is crazy. I was sitting there thinking about that. I was like, wow. Um, I think my favorite of the group probably is, it could be a fan favorite, but I don't know. I'm still maybe in the minority on it. But I love the LeBron Soldier 11, the one with the three three or four straps, one across the top. Great shoe! Well
2: it's fantastic. Yep. Like, I think I've had, this I, I had the first one, and then the seven, eight, nine, ten, and those are the only ones I've ever had. But I looked in the closet about two years ago, and I was like, I have six pairs of Soldier Tens, just from like nice basketball gifts and random things. I was like, I, I've come up on a lot of these shoes. It's like I must hey, really I'm, like this shoe a lot. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty good, man.
0: I like I like the uh, I think the three is probably one of my favorites, just like the two giant straps. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean i like the original one uh, obviously too but like um i think i had i think i have a pair of twos still somewhere
2: so you don't have to love them i mean i guess that's the point i'm making it's like it doesn't have yeah. to be your favorite shoe but that shoe still sells like my stepdad mm-hmm. loves them i mean i remember i went home last time and he's like oh check these out i got a pair of lebrons and he brought out a pair of soldiers and i was like yes you do
1: that's not any less. Yes, you have a pair of LeBron. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Hey, man. The LeBron's LeBron. The, LeBron. the good thing about his shoes is that although sometimes the airbags are different, I don't really count them as takedown models so much because I, although they are a little bit cheaper, uh, but they also have like great tech. I mean, he won a championship in the the Soldier 10. So, what does that tell you? If he can rock them, you dang sure can too.
2: Man, yep. it's like dads are going to buy them. Um, you know, Youth League basketball players are going to buy them. NBA players wear them. So it's like it's it, it baffling to me that I will completely turn away the idea of like this your typical Jordan performance team model, but I will wholly entertain the idea of a soldier. Well, and I, and, and I think the soldier
0: line actually has... Probably a higher percentage of, like, nice-looking shoes, right? I think the mm-hmm. only one that comes to mind that I'm just like, no, never, is the 5, right? That was the one with the weird straps and laces and Air Max yeah. bubble. Yeah. Yeah, that was the only one where I was like, this, no, this just isn't cutting it. The rest of them have been like, okay, if I see that on a on a decent price on the clearance, you know, on a hash wall at Nike, I'm definitely going to get a pair.
1: Easy grab, yeah.
2: yeah. The 5 was so bootleg-looking.
0: Yeah, uh, that's 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 exactly the best way to put it. Right. It just looks bootleg.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and this is the reason we can't do this, because I'm literally talking about like, oh, let me see how many I can find for under like 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah. God
2: I, dang. you! Just, I mean, you can still <laughs> find Soldier 12s on Nike.com and it's like, that's a good shoe. Well, yeah. Well, just, and, and 14s are on
0: Nike.com, too. That's how crazy it is that people just sleep on them.
1: The, yeah, I'm looking at the eleven silver bullets right now. I forgot how nice that shoe actually looked.
2: Yeah, man.
1: Please, well, man. And man. it's this is why I wanted to bring it
2: up because it segues very nicely into <laughs> Nick Nick's award winning comments. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you take the reins. Go ahead.
1: Robbie a Smith today. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm I, a so blasted, blasted, <laughs> blasted, <laughs> egregious. I'm gonna talk
2: over you. I'm a talk. I'm gonna talk. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Sorry. Uh, no. So, uh, Peter from footwear news hit me up. He was doing a short little story about, you know, obviously the question that everybody's been seeing people debate about on the internet for the past few days has been LeBron versus Jordan, right? It comes up every time LeBron's in the finals, every time LeBron, every time LeBron breaks a record, which is basically like every other time he picks up a basketball, he's breaking a record at this point. <laughs> Peter's Peter asked who will have the GOAT sneaker line. And obviously I'm old and Michael is basically untouchable, right? But if I step back and think about it, LeBron's line is ridiculous. LeBron's signature line, just from from a technology standpoint, is so much further along, in my opinion, over the course of, you know, 18 years or whatever it's been, than what Jordan went from, like, you know, the Jordan 1 to let's say, you know, the 14 in his playing career, or, or, you know, maybe you go a little bit further and you get into like the pod cushioning type stuff. So it's hard to, it's hard to actually really compare those things, right? It's just like LeBron and Jordan. It's apples and oranges. Both of these things provide you with immense everything, right? Like just depends on what you prefer, but I really think this is an interesting question. I just figured, Now's the time to debate it, right? If there's if there's anything that could throw LeBron above Jordan to me, it's clearly like rings, right? Like everybody's gonna gonna bring up rings. I see it on Twitter all day where it's like people essentially discredit LeBron because it took him too long to have rings and all this stuff, and I'm just like, uh, okay, that no, that's not
1: how it works, but. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I'll tell you this: if we're going to talk straight, if compartmentalize this to a sneaker line, I mean, the first sneakers I was really introduced to were were Jordans. I'm like, all right, cool, and I always will love Jordans. I always gonna have a place in you know my 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 sneaker like mind. And the thing is, though, every time a new Jordan drops, or and I count just the retros of like, oh, okay, cool. I, I think I'm expecting it so much now that it just doesn't like phase me. Like, oh, okay, it's another color up of whatever. Um, so, oh, we're gonna absolutely get another 35, or the Jordan 35, which is gonna take cues from 34, and so on and so forth. I always look forward to the next LeBron shoe that comes out because it's typically gonna be a drastic change in technology and look, and just be the like you say the, the peak of. Technology performance of all basketball shoes, so I look forward to it every year. I'm excited for it. I mean, I'm still right now. I'm I'm waiting for the um, waiting for a few more colorways of these. Uh, was it was it 18s now? Yeah, waiting for those to come out. So maybe I grab a pair of those because I'm excited to see the differences between the 18s and 17s and 16s and so on and so forth. And I mean, we're already going bananas over the potential rumor that the South Beaches. And the Miami Knights, uh, the high and low eights respectively are gonna come out again next year. I mean, we always know there's gonna be a eleven coming out. And we always know there's gonna be a three coming out, a four. I have people are literally seems like they're they're more fired up about these eight retros than I've seen with any Jordan retro or any Jordan performance model coming out. So I think when it comes to taking chances and being performance driven, yeah, I think they can go neck and neck, and depends on a the person. They they can say LeBron's the better line. I wouldn't be mad at him.
2: Ah, uh, I mean, Jordan has the better line, but I mean, it's only because nothing feels better to me than putting on a fresh pair of Jordans. I could be fourteen. I could be 40. It can be tomorrow. It could be today. There's something about a crispy pair of Jordans. And I have tons of LeBrons. I don't get the same feeling. I get different feelings. So to Nick's point about when you grow up, I put on a pair of LeBron ones and I'm in eighth grade again, seeing them for the first time. I put a pair of three on, I put a pair of threes on and he's in New York. I like this, like things start playing through my mind as I open up the box and put them on. And that's like the nostalgia talking. But when it comes to like look and preference, hands down, like you just can't compete with a pair of fresh Jordan fours. It's just, I I can't think of any other analogy that makes me feel it's good. Maybe ice cream during sex. I haven't done that. Might rank up there. (laughs) But like, that's just how good... A clean pair of Jordans are. <laughs> to Mike,
0: not, not even those wings you were telling us about before we started recording.
2: Those wings are pretty good, but I'd rather have the Jordans than the wings. <laughs> 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 Jordan ones, um, but like to both of your points from like a tech performance standpoint, it's no comparison that LeBron's better because he's benefited in his era, for as much as he's also. Been hurt by his era, you know, the social media, everybody talking about him in a 24 hour sports cycle. Like, there's definitely bad points, but just the way shoes have evolved and the way I think he's evolved shoes because he's such a specimen, you have to make something for him. And that's translated, you know, luckily into high quality footwear that's also fun to wear. So, players it's not even a question the bronze better but when it comes to like i guess we have to go like the time tested 14 to 14 right the first 14 jordans to the first 14 the bronze it's like you can't even compare the first 14 jordans win but since then the bronze got the edge and up until 14 there's definitely wins in those battles it's not a sweep by michael jordan but I just get two completely different types of feelings when I wear them. It's like chocolate and vanilla. I, I like them both, but they're different.
0: I think you make a good point with the, uh, the wins, right? Like you could compare, you know, whether you pick the 14 or the entire run, there's definitely, it's, it's definitely not a clean sweep by, by Jordans, right? Like there are a lot of, jo- of Jordan shoes that, left a lot to be desired and there are a lot of great LeBron shoes and I think there's there's like some interesting there's some interesting caveats too when it comes to like you know 20 years from now you as a Lakers fan might might throw on a pair of you know media day sevens and have that same nostalgia that you do right now from a pair of Jordan fours right but it's different, right? Because you're a fan of the Lakers and you're seeing him win. You know, I think at the end of the day, it's really difficult for fans of sports to stick with players as they transition to, from team to team, right? And, you know, Mike, you brought up the, you know, the... the uh, Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> um, you brought up, the announcement, what did he call it when he moved to Miami
1: Oh, The decision?
0: Yeah. You brought up the decision <laughs> and that's like a huge flaw for most people looking at that. Right. I look at it and I think I totally understand what he was trying to do. Right. He's trying to position himself and, you know, take, take control of his, of what he's putting out there. Right. Because this is mm-hmm. a thing that, that, you know, I would argue this is a thing that LeBron's had to deal with that Michael never had to. We sat and watched, you know, The Last Dance and watched Michael still get triggered off of some Isaiah Thomas beef, you know, BS. And LeBron has to deal with that, on, like Robbie said, on a 24-7 news cycle, nonstop, like absolutely 100% of the time that he looks at social media, there is hatred towards him. Either it's his hairline, he's not doing enough, he's talking too much and people only want to see him play dribble a basketball. Like it doesn't really matter. There's just constant negativity towards LeBron. Michael was never on social media like that, right? Even like the old versions of social media at the end of his career, you never saw him on AOL. You never saw him like putting himself out there. I mean, he avoided most interviews, in my opinion, that weren't, you know, the, the ESPN level interview. Right. And, or like the local Chicago stuff, cause that was really big to him. And I admire that he like kind of gave Chicago the love that the city deserved for supporting him through all those victories. And, and I think that is something that, you know, on the flip side, LeBron can't really, he can't really have that level of, of love from a city outside of Cleveland. And I think, you know, I, I've talked about my personal experience working with Dan Gilbert. If I was a LeBron at LeBron's level, I would have never stayed in Cleveland, you know, to to play for the Cavs. I would have never went back. And it's admirable that he was like, no, this is my city. This is where I'm from. This is my team as a as a kid. I have to do this for the city. Like, Like, that's bananas. Could you imagine Michael trying to do that in his career, going to Charlotte and winning a a championship for Charlotte? No, that's not going to happen. It's just, it's just too, it's, it's impossible to compare them all. But I think, you know, me personally looking at and, and dealing with a lot of backlash on social media over the years, I do not envy any of what LeBron has to go through. Not only does he have to go through it now, we've been watching him since he was like, what? Uh, 12 years old like 13 years old i mean like you saw him play in high school on espn that's bananas to me like thank god i didn't have that kind of pressure on me at that age because i i was into some dumb shit as it is but i would (laughs) have got into all sorts of crazy problems had i had that much societal pressure at that age so um I, i think that's something that i i can't i can't just like say know one way or another right there's so many things that are different about these two players and about the times that they play in the same way that like I mean just think of like Wilt Chamberlain right slept with thousands of women and that was way more acceptable to just brush under the rug and not talk about or admire back in that era if LeBron tried to do that now everyone would have it out for him and yet here we are having the conversation like as if there's even a, a, a you know, it's not even the same. It's, it's just not even the same at all. I don't know how to say it in the right way, but.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is. I mean, I guess it's just, I think a lot of times when people feel that they're, I don't know if they're aware of thinking, but maybe their idol is in danger of being overshadowed. I think it's just, it's, I don't know if they're just a, triggering mechanism for them to go in. It's like, Oh no, 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 no. He's better. This, this, that, but it's just like, I wish people could have, if you can appreciate Michael Jordan and Kareem, Michael Jordan, well, Michael Jordan, Oscar Robertson, Michael Jordan, Matt Johnson, Larry Bird, and all think that, Oh, these are great in their own eras. No one, I've yet to hear a person say, try to, Compare Mike to Oscar Robinson. At least I haven't heard the conversation, but everyone has their error. Like everyone can be great in their error. And me personally, yeah, I like LeBron better than Michael Jordan because I feel like Michael, I um, uh, feel like LeBron is just literally just like, I, I don't know. The, the the guy is a freak of nature. And just to see the things he does and like he sustained one injury his entire career and I was. Last season, um, he's literally carried, no disrespect to anybody who may play basketball LeBron and hear this, but for lack of a better word, he carried a bunch of lackluster players to championships for like 10 times. He's won four of them with people you never would expect to have a championship ring. Like, I... What do you want him to do? Like, yes, he's had a Kyrie. He's had a D-Wade, a Bosh, a Kevin Love. He's had those guys. But when a lot of it comes down to it, he bears the majority of the weight and he, he gets them there. And I mean, I understand Mike may not have the best players in the world. Like, again, your whole team can't be all stars, but you look back at his teams, he has some pretty great role players. Like he didn't have to worry about Jr. Smith going the wrong way with the ball or just being confused or a, you know, Deion Waiters hoping that he's not stoned out of his mind before a game starts. Like, he didn't have to deal with that. He had Scotty pretty much for every championship run. He had good shooters. He had a like cool coach. He had freaking Steve Kerr. He had Dennis Rodman there to do the dirty work. When you look at games now, LeBron does that dirty work and he – creates offense as well. So, yeah, Michael Jordan is great. He may go down as the greatest alive, depending on who those, you know, writers are who tell the story. But there's no reason for people to ever say LeBron is not because he has literally done everything from – everything within the game that you can think of. He plays a – he's a positionless player. He does everything. Like – whatever he needs to, whenever needs to get done, he's going to get there and his basketball IQ is off the chart. So I just, I can't ever listen to those arguments because they're very empty. Yes. Michael Jordan is perfect in the finals, but LeBron has gone 10 times dragging a lot of dead weight sometimes. So I don't know. That's my argument. <laughs> I'll try to keep this
2: to a not entire episode, but, uh, Touch on a couple points. So, the decision for a guy who couldn't control where he, where he was born, for a guy that couldn't control where he was drafted, for him to want to have a decision or like a live recording of where he's deciding to play, why don't we get the same kind of mad when it's like National Day of Intent? Why do we get mad when people have press conferences after they've already made the decision? Why don't people give money to the Boys and Girls Club while they're doing it? I don't know these answers, but I do know that we give a LeBron a lot of shit about it for no reason. And it's just, it's, it's baffling because Zach Lowe wrote a really good story that wraps up all these points a lot better than the any three of us can on um, ESPN.com. But it's like, when you bring up even the conversation or the question... It's a trigger and people just automatically shut down and to say, no, you're wrong. It's Michael Jordan because of this, that, and that he uses the example of clutch shots, clutch performances. LeBron has the most, I think it's within what, uh, I think it was like a couple minutes. LeBron has the most game, the most points or most made shots, whatever best percentage of any player ever on final decision shots. It just so happens Michael Jordan has two of his like four have he hasn't be the most magnificent, rare walk off series ending shots. That's it. Just because two of his literal four have been played on NBA TV and every basketball montage since they were shot, they don't even entertain the idea that LeBron has taken made and shoots better percentages you could literally give the numbers to somebody um, he referred to an instance when rachel nichols gave scotty pippen and t mac the literal numbers like on the screen like the bronze better and they just scoffed like laughed like well, what do you know like, but michael and it's like the lack of willingness to entertain the idea is just again baffling to me because LeBron is the system. LeBron is everything happening on the basketball court. That's not always a good thing. It doesn't always work out, but it does always at least get you deep into the playoffs. Even when he's 22 years old, I mean like even when it's not perfect and he's not making jump shots yet, or he's making too many passes at the end of the game, he's been doing that more consistently at the highest level for longer. It's, it's just like, do you want Hussein Bolt or do you want a Mo Farah? It's like, do you want somebody who's going to run the marathon for you or give you a 40 yard dash? And a lot of people just know Hussein Bolt and go off of his commercials and how personable he is and how in the Olympics, he seems like God running, but there's a whole nother aspect to the sport of running. And you just can't say, one person because they did one thing elite, which is winning championships amongst other things. That's a oversimplification, but like you're going to give all the credit to that and not give it to the guy that does the other nine out of 10 things, arguably probably the best ever. So it's like, great. Michael Jordan was a volume score in a different time. That's That's Michael Jordan on offense. If you want to boil it down, Michael Jordan, ISO, that's your offense. LeBron makes every single person better while still being bigger, stronger, and faster than anybody else on the court. So it's it's a moot conversation to me at this point. I like to have it because it's fun, but other people don't like having it with me, I feel like. But... That's just those are like my top 3 things. Made that decision. He couldn't decide where he was born and when he was drafted. He does everything else great and he does it longer. Like what else
0: yeah. do you want? Well, and I think it's it, that that's the conversation for me too is is there so many other things that I look at for these guys, you know, to I expect from these guys and it's like you said if you look at, you know, buzzer beaters in the playoffs or game winners in the playoffs, is like, you know, LeBron is, is, you know, a handful ahead. Right. And, you know, obviously once you get into those details, you could get into like Kobe and, you know, regular season and MVP awards and all these different things. And at the end of the day, we could have this conversation with only taking in them into mind, you know, LeBron and Michael, but, as soon as as soon as LeBron passes Michael in championships, then the goal the the you know the comparison will be changed, right? If if LeBron wins seven titles, then all the people that hate LeBron right now are gonna go, well, Bill Russell won eleven. And it's like, well, yeah, Bill Russell won eleven titles in like a 13-year career. That's fucking bananas. But mm-hmm. also, Bill Russell only played 13 years. So, you know, five MVP awards and eleven championships. 12 to 11 or 12 time all-star. I can't remember, but like either way he had an incredible career, but to think of LeBron playing since he was 18 years old, he's already at 18 seasons. We're going to see him play another three to five without question. I mean, there's always the, the goal and the target of like, this is what makes you the greatest of all time always changes. And that's because we all have our biases. We all have our, you know preferences. Obviously, thinking of LeBron game winners, you can think of a handful. But if you're my age, you probably think of Jordan in the 14 and Jordan in the four over the Cavs and over the Jazz or over the Jazz and over the Cavs, respectively. And those are always going to outlive, in my mind, the the game winners from LeBron. Even if I know that LeBron has more game winners, those two – were the ones that hit me at the right time in my life for me to go out and try to, you know, emulate MJ hanging at the free throw line and and knocking one down over Craig Elo, right? Like, so it's, it's impossible to, to compare these guys, but I think that at the end of the day, like I step back from it and just think, fuck, I'm so glad that. I lived to see both of these players and literally got to see both of these players play in person because I really don't know if you'll ever see players that are as entertaining as a LeBron and a Michael. And I don't mean that as a disrespect to whoever the next, you know, to the Anthony Davis's and the Zion Williamson's for the next generation, but like the type of basketball and the entertainment that comes from Michael's kind of, you know, like almost like artistic movement. Right. And LeBron's just ridiculous athleticism and the way he does make like, who else are you going to like? How are you going to remember Dion Waiters? Like all these guys that LeBron has like brought up the to, you know, to the finals with him. He's done that in so many different places where it's like, wow, that's crazy. And Michael had great guys around him. LeBron has had great guys around him, even like Kobe, like somebody was trying to argue about Kobe, you know, carrying the whole Lakers team. And I just thought, look, okay, Kobe had Shaq and every, uh, all these guys have had all-star players surrounding them. You could never win a championship in the NBA without multiple all-star caliber players, even when Kobe was, you know, without Shaq, supposedly, Paul Gasol played the greatest basketball of his career during that time. And if mm-hmm. you don't think he was one of the best players in the league at that time, you need to go watch the highlights again. Pretty I'm not a Lakers fan, and I can acknowledge how good Paul Gasol was at that time. All-star every year. Right? Mm-hmm. And like people people pick and choose the elements to try to, you know, like make their belief the correct answer but i think it's great to have the conversation i think it's incredible to look at these people and you know for me personally i look at what lebron has done off the court and i look i when i see what when i see what he's done on the court yes it's amazing he's an incredible athlete props to him for being able to do it but when i see what he's done off the court and how much he's put into not only his hometown But the creative stuff that he's done outside of that with the filmmaking and the businesses that he started, like he is a role model to me in the full range of what a role model should be. And to me, that is like what it ultimately comes down to. If I was if I was going to have a kid right now or, you know, five years from now, I'd I'd want him to look up to LeBron and be like, hey, you know, this is the guy that, that has done so much for his community and for his you know, his circle of friends and how he's been able to bring them along. And then all of them have started their own things on top of that, because when you have that kind of support around you, it's, it's incredible what you can create for, for your people and for your team and for your friends and family. And I think that to me ultimately weighs into my decision of like saying like, you know, it's, it's impossible for me to get over the nostalgia of Jordan, but I can't not think that LeBron is one of the most like incredible, human beings of our time.
1: Yep. I mean, you said it best. I mean, I really don't have anything to add to that. I mean, more just echo that sentiment. And I mean, I know we're running a little low on on time now, but I'll just say that my favorite meme after the uh, the Lakers have won and LeBron got his fourth finals MP- MVP and fourth ring was that uh, Michael Jordan making a phone phone call say, okay, last dance part two, the wizard ears. So, <laughs> it just shows that, I mean, People know LeBron is great, and they're going to – a lot of the, – even the media is going to try to keep that – I don't know if they just like the argument for, you know, when it's low time in sports to just have that conversation. But the media is going to keep putting it out there to, okay, let's talk about it again. Let's, let's, start, it up, let's start up the potty game. Let's get the people going nuts about it. So, again, I, I know that I always respect Michael Jordan. I mean, he is – One of the all-time greats, no question. But me personally, I've always been a LeBron guy more than Jordan because maybe it could have been the fact I watched from when he got drafted to this moment, or whatever. I I just think LeBron has done so much for the world outside of outside of basketball, and I mean, I'm not saying Jordan hasn't, but I feel like LeBron—it's just—I don't know. I feel like he really has it in his heart because the way he grew up, he wants to make sure that he can you know, mitigate that for some as many kids as possible, just to give them a chance and get back to his his city and then get back around the world. So I don't know. That's just me. And whoever hears this and leaves, I know the comment section is going to be on fire. So (laughs) I, I mean, you can, you can say what you want. I'm not going back and forth. You're not going to change my mind. So.
0: (laughs) I mean, I think the other thing that's kind of interesting to think about in this and, and, you know, not to dismiss, Michael, in in the way that it seems like we have, but like losing your dad in the middle of of all of this is is got to be like one of the most devastating things I, I could possibly imagine. Oh, 100%. so it's it's not to dismiss like the adversity that mm-hmm. he went through, or or you know like pull the cards on on anybody. But I I just think uh, you know I hope everybody stops and thinks about like you look at Michael, you look at. Kobe and you look at LeBron, right? These three guys have done more to entertain and to inspire than, than most people will ever even come close to doing in their lifetime. But what I really love is like looking a little bit deeper at each of them and recognizing how their greatness is completely different than the next right like Mm -hmm. kobe's work ethic i think almost everybody would agree that it's leaps and bounds above anybody else right like that is who he was and to be able to keep that mentality that mama mentality through all of those ups and downs and things he went through and you know to to kind of to, to kind of you know it puts him in a a different category and the same thing with LeBron, right? Like looking at what he's done off the court and dealing with social media and, you know, it's a different approach, right? But it's, it's equally admirable and Mm -hmm. obviously with Michael and like, I mean, you know, watching the last dance, it's fresh in your mind of like how much the league hated him, right? They wanted to hurt him. And I don't think that anybody is, playing to that level of you know with that level of animosity to like he had to deal with with the pistons for 5 years right and it's just different and it's really awesome to step back and to be able to see hey these are these are the way three of the most talented basketball players in the history of the game navigated the on-court and off-court challenges and to be able to look at them and be like look how, how, what can i take away from that approach and apply it to my life because each of those approaches is clearly incredibly successful for each one of them. And not everybody's going to be able to align with, you know, one or the other, but he, the beauty of being able to step back and pick and choose like, Oh wow, that's crazy that he was able to do that. And like w- what he gets from doing this off the court or what he gets from this work ethic or what he gets from blah, 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 you know? And I, I think that's the, the crazy thing. And hopefully In thinking of this conversation, that's what you take away from all of the conversation that you're going to have with people around this because clearly, you know, God forbid something happened. we're going to have the same conversation for the next three or four or five years with LeBron as he continues to, to, you know, like basically defy, you know, age and physical abilities and playing, you know, for another however long he's going to roll.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I mean, just, I don't know. It really doesn't have to be an argument. I know people like to argue for fun. They're like, all right, cool. Just if you want to argue, but people get so heated about it. You said it best. Everyone's different. And everyone. They don't have to be in direct competition because, I mean, in, in most cases, none of these guys, like, you never saw any of these guys face each other in the finals to where you get a direct view of what the competition like. Okay, at the highest stakes, who's going to win? So we don't know. We all have a personal preference. So don't freak out on somebody for being, you know, an MJ fan over LeBron or a Kobe fan over this. I mean, there's no, there's no reason. I just think that some people poke the bear too much and just try to just talk out the side of their neck. I'm talking to you, Skip Bayless. You just hate <laughs> LeBron for some reason. I don't know why. What he did to you, he stole your puppy. I don't know. But there's like some people just have irrational hate towards LeBron and it makes no sense or irrational dislike. So I, I'm gonna just
0: say the last, the the kind of like final straw for me would be if LeBron can continue playing and win a title with Brownie. Yo, know, that is like, that is like, I would assume every man's dream, right? Like, I don't have a kid, really but holy <laughs> shit, if I got to win an a, any kind of championship, I mean, I'm probably gonna play baseball over basketball. But like, if I if I want a championship with my son, like. That's like mic drop, and I'm out. Like, I don't even talk to the media after that. I'm just
1: like, yo, <laughs> clean out the stadium. Show I'm me out.
0: who's going to do this. I'm out of here. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> let us know what you think about this. As uh, as Mike said, I, I can only imagine this is going to be a little a little bit of a hot topic, triggering uh, all of those things. But I think it's an important debate. I think that it should be had in a much more friendly way than most people. Uh, tend to approach it on the internet, but hopefully we can keep it um,
1: at least at least somewhat polite. Yeah, be nice, everybody. It's okay. We, <laughs> they don't pay us to talk about them, so we can be nice about it. Exactly, exactly. I'm so, just gonna shame on you for being
2: blind and not recognizing LeBron's better, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to Robbie with the blind side.
0: Uh, all right, well, uh, we appreciate everybody rocking with us, spending an hour of your week with us. Uh, my name is Nick Ingvall. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at Nick Ingvall, N I C K E N G V A L L on all the platforms. Uh, more importantly, make sure you're following Mike and Robbie. Guys, let them know how they can find you.
1: Yo, Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789, YouTube at Mike Guillory. Robbie, where are you, at, buddy? You can find me at Lakers
2: are the world champions again.
1: <laughs> Actually I fully expect you to change your name to that that hasn't not been done yet. Nah,
2: branding, I can't do that, but <laughs> I love it though.
0: I, I I was expecting 17 Ring Robbie to be the new handle.
1: dang uh, nah, That's nah, a mixtape right I, there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well
0: we appreciate all of you rocking with us and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. See ya,
2: champions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what up y'all this is nick again first i wanted to thank you for listening to the sneaker history podcast it really means a lot that you would spend a part of your day rocking with us before you take off i wanted to ask a few favors if you're looking for more content from the sneaker history crew head over to patreon.com sneakerhistory our patreon members get access to exclusive episodes of the podcast our latest merch giveaways and much more You can become a member for as little as five bucks a month, and it really goes a long way supporting the crew. Next, make sure you're signed up for our email newsletter. We share updates about the footwear business, some of our favorite finds and deals, and other sneaker-related news a couple times per week. I like to think of it as a one-stop shop for the sneaker game, or at least a work-in-progress one-stop shop for the sneaker game, if you know what I mean. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. Whether online or in person, social distancing in effect, of course, it helps make the sneaker community a better place, and you never know what conversation and opportunity might come from it. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts.